Welcome back to Beer with Jesus. This is Denise and Rob. I'm drinking an NA from Brewdog. It's Hazy AF. I think I've had it before on here. I think so. It's pretty good. I'm having uh, a beer from Jackie O's. They're out of Athens, Ohio. Which is Athens, Ohio has Ohio University. I got double Mystic Mama. It's a double West Coast style IPA. It comes in at 9%. And I'm going to have to give it a 4.25. It's, it's, I had the regular Mystic Mama. And it was good. But this this one's really good. So I'm, I'm giving it a 4.25. Well this week we're wrapping up Colossians 4. And last week we took a little, or what, what week was it? We took a sidetrack. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving week. So we're, we're don't know what we're going to do after Colossians 4, but we'll figure it out. God always lets us know. So I think we can dive right in. We'll just start with verse 1. It says, Masters, provide your slaves with what is right and fair, because you know what you also have a master in heaven. And I I just, this kind of was separate from the other part of Colossians 4. What I got from it is you treat others as you want to be treated, you know. Don't try to cheat the system. And if you're in a, a position of authority, you know, uh, don't abuse your your power is what I I kind of gathered from you know treat everyone equal and you know that goes with I would say punishment you know because I'm I'm in a, a union steward so I see what people were doing wrong but you know it's got to be even killed all across you got to treat everyone the same you know and fair that's that's how Jesus treats us I was pretty cut and dry really that one verse I kind of broke these up and in verse so we'll go to when we work on verses 2 through 6 here devote yourselves to prayer being watchful and thankful and pray for us, too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Pray that I proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversations be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. So... I'm just going to go back to verse 2 where it says, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And I think it boils out when they say devote yourselves to prayer. It's like being persistent in prayer. And if you're praying for something, don't give up. God hears you. And and I, I thought about what Jesus talked about it in, in Luke 18, verses 1 through 8. 
and it, it tells the parable of the persistent widow. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, I'm in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him night and day? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, he will find faith on earth. I think as an example for me is in doing this in verse 2 is I when I'm on my mail route, I pray every day that this adult bookstore called Orchids goes out of business and then I ask that that building get replaced with a Christian bookstore, an outreach center or a soup kitchen that all evil spirits get blocked and binded to hell and that the owner and employees they find new professions and I pray that every day before I go and park in that because I have to park in that parking lot and a lot of my issues of, from anxiety started when I started that mail route. So after such, I started praying that that place goes out of business. It's filthy, and I, I hate when I have packages for it. But I pray it, that it goes out of business and something that builds up that neighborhood happens. Bless you, Nisi. You got anything to add to that? I'm, I'm too angry today. We were having internet issues, so. I'm ready to burn down the building of Spectrum. <laughs> Pray them out of business is what I'm seriously going to do. <laughs> we need a new company. So we go back, go to verses 3 and 4. It says, and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. And again, as I read that, it reminded me of something in the book of John. And it was from John 17, 20 through 26, and I'll read it real quick. And Jesus said, My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them, even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory. 
the glory you have given me because you love me before the creation of the world. Pray for others. Jesus prayed for everyone so that they may know him. We should pray for others to know Christ. Pray that the folks that need Jesus open their hearts to it. Because you know, I mean, I see myself, there are so many people that just turn their backs to even the idea of church. Because, you know, they got this, I don't know, preconceived idea what church is. Or just following Jesus. And, you know, it. I don't know. I don't understand it. They harden their hearts. I think we need to pray for those who've hardened their hearts to it and let them just release to it. You know, I've you see it all the time. You see testimonies where people were not giving in, and then next thing you know, it's like, oh wow. I mean, I you see like the you can go on YouTube or TikTok or Facebook or any of that and find like the corn guitarists where he turned them. To Christ, and there, there's several of them that have totally turned themselves to Christ. That were, you know, they were totally against it. Dave Mustang of Megadeth is another one where his heart was hardened, but the, he, they all turned to Christ. So I think we can pray for others that 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 happens, you know. And for me, I also pray that during this podcast when we're we're reading the word and and getting a message out that I pray every day prior to it and and if I remember during the day that I pray that Jesus gives me the words he wants spoken on this podcast I think I I don't want to just be willy nilly with it I want the Holy Spirit and Jesus to tell me hey this is what I want said. You got anything to add, Nisi? Still hot and bothered over Spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> you need to let me talk to him. I'll curse him and then bring him to Jesus, but they're going to know. I need to pray for her internet. If you're going to be a company that sells something, then what you sell must work. It works on Apple. Apple is also the devil. You see the bite in the apple. <laughs> you're using the phone that Eve gave Adam. Congratulations. <laughs> Verse 5. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Always be on alert to when someone needs to hear about Jesus or needs prayer. And I honestly think Nisi has a good sense of this. And I think we talked about that one time when we were at Brewery 33 and... and, uh, I really would like to have known if she passed that test because God told me she would, but... I should have asked him when I ran into him at that concert last I, year. I don't know. 
I don't know, that was pretty wild. And then to come back and see him later, that was... That was God working right there. In verse 6, Let your conversations always be full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. And, you know, you can pray about that, too. Like, before I went fishing with Sean, who was here, you know, he was wanting to ask a lot of questions. And <clears throat> before uh, a lot of our fishing trips, I knew we were going to have those conversations. So I'd ask God in my morning devotion that to give me words to help him understand and be able to clearly answer his questions. But it, I thought also here we need to be kind and courteous, you know. And when we are sharing the gospel, I think Nisi even told me this, we can't be pushy. Because I think being pushy will turn people off. You know, we need to show others the Christ in us. So, just be a good person. I think it's pretty... Uh, pretty self-explanatory you got anything to add Nisi? nothing need a drink now if the devil and Jesus came back today I'd be front row ready to fight the devil because I'm ready to beat somebody up tonight <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm done I'm so done <laughs> so as, as we move on to Colossians in Colossians 4, we're at the end. Verses 7 through 18 is Paul's final greeting to the Colossians. So I'm going to try to pronounce these names that are in this little, little part. But I'm going to do my best. I wish they had like next to the these hard words a breakdown on how to pronounce it I get tongue tied on it I don't even know how I pronounce it when I'm reading it I just I skip over it like the first word in verse 7 is it Tychicus I'm, that's how I'm going to say it Tychicus will tell you all the news about me. He is a dear brother, a faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. I am sending him to you for the express purpose that you may know about our circumstances and that he may encourage your hearts. He is coming from he is coming with uh once what is it? I think it's Onimus. Onimus, our faithful and dear brother, who is one of you. They will tell you everything that is happening here. My fellow prisoner, Aristarchus. I don't know. Send his greetings, as does Mark. I can pronounce one. <laughs> the cousin of Barnabas. You have received instructions about him. If he comes to you, welcome him. Jesus, who is called Justice, also sends greetings. These are the only Jews among my co-workers for the kingdom of God, and they have proved my proved a comfort to me. Nefarious. Thank you. Who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus sends greetings. He is always wrestling in prayer for you that you may stand firm in, in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. 
I vouch for him that he is working hard for you in the, and for those at Lacedonia and Hieropolis. Our dear friend Luke, the doctor, and Demas send greetings. Give my greetings to my brothers and sister at Lacedonia and Thea and the, and the church in her house. After this letter has been read to you, see that it is also read in the church of Lacedonians and that you turn, read the letter from Lacedonia. Odosia, whatever. To Archippus. <laughs> see to it that you complete the ministry you have received in the Lord. I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. I wonder what wrestling and prayer, what that means. Because, I mean, to me, is it means that you're praying, but you don't want to? Or are you praying, but you don't know what to pray for? I just kind of wonder that if he's just... Because I'm wondering, do I ever wrestle with prayer? Or if you're like, you pray one thing and you're like, maybe I should pray for this instead of that. And if I pray for this, then maybe I have to pray for that. Then I got to give them a sweet chin music. Pray God's will. And just your will be done. Because I'm not anybody that I can tell God, hey, you know, so-and-so needs prayer and can you do this, this, and this. I'm not God. I don't know. And... And just your will be done. Send you know, send who they need, send what they need. Jesus at some name, point, amen. <laughs> at some point, it's like I don't know exactly what to pray for. And not everybody tells you all of their circumstances, I and mean, they probably leave some detail out. So, I mean, that makes it even harder to pray if you don't know the full circumstances. I'm having marriage problems. Okay, well, what do you want me to pray? Well, my wife don't love me anymore. But he neglected to tell you he's got a girlfriend. You know, I mean, things like that. More like that TikTok you were watching this morning where the lady's like, my husband was mad at me. But then goes about and tells you that she was messing around with the guy in Texas. And he had a feeling that that was what was going on. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, but people don't always tell you their whole story. You know, I got fired from my job. But they, they don't tell you that they were stealing from their work. or Yeah, that's a good beer. Jeez. I really like that. But I want, if anyone knows what wrestling with prayer means, please let us know. Because I'm very curious. I kind of, when I read this, I was... I wanted to break down what who these folks were he was talking about. And, and my... Zondervan Bible did a pretty good job about helping me understand and I'd like to share with you um, a little bit that Tychicus he was Paul's personal representative and he was probably uh, what they say the bearer of a couple of Paul's letters and that's where he's basically a delivery person to all these places and I thought that was pretty interesting that Aristarchus he was 
a Thessalonian that occupied, you know, or not occupied, but accompanied Paul in a lot of his journeys. And of course, we all know Mark. If you've read the book of Mark, you know Mark. He was the cousin of Barnabas. And, you know, he split from Paul for a while, but they reconciled later. And the guy they have here is Jesus, or called Justice. Was probably just someone who worked for Paul. And Paul did make tents, so he's probably one of his workers and maybe a student. I don't know. That, if, if our, at, what was it you say it? Epifier. Epharius or Pharis or something, whatever it is, he started the Colossian church. So that's verse 12. If you want to try to pronounce his name, he started the Colossian church. And then we know Luke, he was a writer of Luke and Acts. He, he spent a lot of time with Paul. And that Demas or whatever, he left Paul later. And because like a lot of people, he loved the world. You know, we all, a lot of people, you know, they they fall victim to the world, you know, where we just want to ignore Christ and do worldly things because it seems more exciting. It's whatever, but, you know, like for me, I, I did worldly things, but I was never satisfied, so. And then we get on down later on. It was talking about this letter to Laodicea or something. And they said this may be the book of Ephesians. But it it could have been also a separate letter that, you know, that was lost. Which it had been, if it was a lost letter, that would have been kind of cool to see what it said. Kind of like where it says... Uh, you know, there was a lot of, in the book of John, where there's a lot of stuff that we could have said about Jesus, but it would have taken forever to write it and stuff. So, in verse 17, see to it that you complete the ministry you received in the Lord. And the letter of Philemon is addressed to that Archippus or whatever that he was trying to tell him. And I'm not even really much we should be able to complete every ministry that that God has called us to do. I know uh, it says he wanted Archippus to make sure he completed the ministry he has received from the Lord. This is from my Zion. And there's, you know, we could probably think when we're doing our stuff that we're not seeing the results that we thought we would do when we're trying to do a ministry. I don't know of a specific example. Some kind of street ministry where we're trying to get people to to the Lord or something and it's just we get turned off or I think we need to just be persistent and not get frustrated with our ministry 
I say, for example, like this podcast, I mean, do we have thousands and thousands of listeners? No. But we're not giving up on this ministry. I know at some point this thing's going to turn around. Well, it's not even about that. I go into it with wanting to learn something for myself. And if it sparks an interest in someone else, and maybe they can learn, or maybe they can have a different perspective but enlighten us on their view. Well, that's like for me now when I do this podcast, I when I'm reading, it actually makes me take a look take a look at what Jesus said about the same matters as what Paul's talking about. It makes me want to look back and now I, I can finally I, was, I guess the hyperlinks or whatever you like. A, I think the books, the book of the Bible is like an internet. There's so many things that if you look and here it works. and it refers back to here and you're like, what? And I'm learning this more and more as I'm getting into the word that, oh, What's Jesus have to say about it? I mean, I could have went back to Matthew 6 about teaching about prayer. And when we were earlier in this letter, but whatever you've been called to do, don't just give up on it. Just lean on Christ. Pray about it. If he called you to it, he'll bring you through it. He will also equip you with what you need. I mean, Denise has a gift with children. And she's doing her help with the children's ministry. Me, this is, right now, this podcast is my ministry. I'm not really sure where I'm going to be called outside of this. But I enjoy doing this. I enjoy talking about the Bible. And it's helping me learn. So, and I hope it we can help you learn. And when I was thinking about the wrestling and prayer... The only thing that came back to my memory was when Jesus prayed in Gethsemane. That's the first thing I thought of. Because it, it, I don't think his prayer was much about he didn't want to do it. His love for us, he definitely wanted to do it. But where he grieved and where his pain was, wasn't from dying on the cross his pain was from those who would still reject him after his work after he took that breath after he went to hell after he came back there would still be people who reject him that's what he was pain over i mean i i just got that revelation in reading this and just kind of quietly praying it's like i always interpreted it as god didn't want to do it like his fear was overtaking him he didn't want to go to the cross but if that's your will god i'll do it his hurt was from those who would still say no and there's so many today that just i i watched a video the other day of a guy who asked people would you rather have a billion dollars or eternity with jesus a handful said eternity with jesus but so many said they would rather have a billion dollars and that hurts that hurts that they don't know the love of god they they can't even comprehend it they're so self-indulged and like that demas guy they're more worried about the worldly things than I had a preacher tell me, because somebody, well, he didn't tell me. He, I, he was talking to someone else and said, what if your God is not real? And he said, what if I lost? 
He's like, what if you die tomorrow and nothing, there is no afterlife? He's like, well, I lived a good life here on this earth. So if there is no Jesus and there is nothing, all this is fake and I'm just dead, I didn't lose anything. But if you don't get saved and you don't believe in God, but there is an afterlife, you just lost everything. It's like playing Russian roulette. Kind of. I don't want to take that chance. But I mean, I don't know how to explain it. I know Jesus is real. He has embraced me in some of the most difficult times of my life, and he still does. I, I, I can't explain how I know. I just know. Well, just seeing some of how you were just like, I remember when I was at lunch. Oh, you did this at lunch. How the heck did you know that I did that at lunch? Jesus knocked you out. Jesus knocked me out. And it, this was a long time ago, but it's like. Oh, there's some things that Jesus knocked out. I mean, a lot of people I know, and, and they were like, how did you know this? <laughs> uh, and to me, it's like what was sealed the, the deal was when I received the, you know, baptism of the Holy Spirit last summer. When Jason prayed over me and, you know, I'm, I can pray in tongues now and it's like. My mind can be do, thinking of three other things, but everything else is it's just flowing out of me, and I'm I don't know what to say. And it's like my the tongues is just developed. Where now it sounds, it went from sounding like Chinese and Russian to like Hebrew. So I don't know what's going on, but it's like it's cool, and I feel that's been a revelation to me, and it's changed my prayer life. But that's another whole other topic for podcasts. So. We'll finish up with verse 18. And I thought this was important. And, I, you know, you just kind of probably read over it and not think much about it. But it says, I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. And what's important about that is there were so many false teachers and false documents out at that time that Paul would handwrite these endings to his his letters to assure people that this was not a false document. This was really him. This is not a false teaching. Because most of these letters from Paul, he would, you know, be it'd almost be like me typing and you know, that's where being on a computer typing something out. But instead of him typing out he would speak it and someone would write it. He would have a scribe write the stuff down as he was speaking it. You know, we have the... Now we have what... We could talk to text and stuff like that. Hey Siri, do this and that and whatever. But that's the same way. You know, he would tell a scribe what to write and they would write it down. But to finish the letter out, he would write this ending out to let them know that this was really him. So, that's how you know the book of Colossians was from him and I found that very interesting when I dug into that last section but like the book of James now we've gone through the book of Colossians with all y'all two books down and 
64 to go. 64 more to go. <laughs> Unless we were using the Catholic Bible, then it would, we'd have um, 70 more books to go. <laughs> so my Shed Talk today, I got Shed Talk this week. I'm going out of the book of Jeremiah. I've been reading through the book of Jeremiah, and something stood out this week to me. It was Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8. Look at you highlighting your Bible. I don't have highlight. Oh, yeah, I highlighted that. Yeah. It's got lines and circles. and. I highlighted <laughs> verse 6. In Jeremiah 16, I highlighted verse 17. It. I'll go ahead and read it since Nisi saw my highlight. It said, My eyes are, are on all their ways. They are not hidden from me, nor is their sin concealed from my eyes. I just thought that was... Something I always think about, and I wanted to highlight it, that for that, when you're doing sin, there's always a, I've said it before in this podcast, there's always eyes on you, that God always sees what you're doing, so that's nothing concealed from him. And it's not by accident, when you lose your temper, there's always, aside from God, there's always a person that witnesses it. Nothing is concealed. Like Jesse Duplantis said, when you have a fit of carnality, you will have an audience. Someone will see it. (laughs) I always like fit of carnality. That is my favorite one. (laughs) So Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from, from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought. And never fails to bear fruit. And that just stood out to me when I was reading that the other day. And I was like, man, it w- I had to sit. And I, I I, think I reread it several times and just meditated on that. And it's just to me, it's like we need to put our trust in the Lord. And, you know, even though we can get aggravated at things when they aren't with spectrum. <laughs> Even when they're not going our way. Even after praying. Because, you know, God works on his own timing. But we should just trust in God. And just not worry about the world. I had someone, like this time of year, deliver mail. We have a lot of packages and stuff. I mean, it gets overwhelming. But I don't let it overwhelm me. I had a carrier come up to me the other day that said, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. I said, you know, after 20-some years, I don't even think about it. I just I have, you, you learn tricks. And well, there's no see- reason to be upset. You got It's got to be done. So you can do it mad or you can just get it done. You know what I've been doing? Honestly, I just thank God. That thank you for the workload. All right, I thanked God for blessing the people with enough money and prayed that they weren't in credit card debt. 
because I didn't want to deal with the certified letter from the credit card companies next year. <laughs> you know, and I think that's for, and I, we've said it before in this podcast, when you let go and let God, things start to happen. And like it says in Second Peter, I think Second Peter, you might might be wrong. That when you cast your anxieties on Christ, you know that's what you're supposed to do. And frankly, you know, anxieties when you let God, let go, and let God, your anxieties and worries they disappear. I don't get, I really don't get frustrated at work no more. I used to get like borderline overwhelmed at this time of year, but I don't now. I don't know either. I love going to yeah. work now. <laughs> and I tell you what, these days I might not have as much money as I used to have the last few years, but I feel true prosperity. And that's from the love of God, you know. I think to me, you know, you, you have all these prosperity preachers out there. But when I got to thinking about it, when I was reading this stuff, it's like true prosperity isn't financial. It's your relationship. It's your relationship with God and feeling that love of God. And since I've done that, our life has changed around. I don't worry as much, you know. Of course, you know, we're all going to think about, man, do I have enough money to get to this, 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 and this? Our fridge breaks down or... This, yeah. <laughs> the true prosperity is the love of God. And if you have that, you're prosperous. And that's my shed talk for this week. And this podcast actually was a lot longer than I thought. It's because you talk a lot. Yeah, well, I had a. <laughs> in my defense, I was watching the Browns game before this, and I, at 7 o'clock, because that's when I have a beer, is at 7 o'clock, I had a, a highlight. Because the game wasn't going as, as planned. And it didn't end as I planned it. So I'm a little talkative. I know. We just need to redo this morning. And redo the whole day. It's been a bad day. Our prayer tonight comes from Sue Foster. And it's based on Colossians 3.13. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord has forgave you. Her prayer, Lord, thank you for forgiving me through the atonement sacrifice of Jesus. I am committed to forgiving others as you have forgiven me. In Jesus' name, amen. To work on having a forgiving heart. And we're coming into the Christmas season. Now it's in December, so let's see what our podcasts are all about. I got a Christmas beer. I I purchased that's delicious. So I'll have that on one of the podcasts. I have a, another special drink that I haven't drank for a while, but it's I'm saving that for Christmas Eve podcast. So we'll see where the Lord leads us for the next couple of weeks through Christmas and New Year's for our podcasts. And uh, I'm going to actually pray about it in the morning when I'm in my prayer and see where he wants us to take us. It's already kind of led me to one topic. So 
I'll have to dive into that. So, till next week, we'll talk to you soon. Good night.